this happen, you know? The new sports car, the getting in shape, the blonde hair, the lies. Yes, he attempts to relive the past. Now I'm losing him. <laughs> what do I do? What do I do? What are you talking about? Hmm? You are Elastigirl! My God, pull oh, yourself yeah, together! Yeah. What will you do? Is, is, is this a question? You will show him you remember that he is Mr. Incredible, and you will remind him who you are. Well, you know where he is. Go, confront the problem, fight, win! And call me when you get back, darling. I enjoy our visits. Welcome to episode 17 of the What I Love About Pixar podcast. In each show, we talk about something I love from Pixar. Could be a particular character, scene, or an actual film. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the character Edna Mode from The Incredibles. And let's get started. As always with our characters, we start with our character profile. As always, a big thank you to our source, the Disney Wiki. Edna Mode, voiced by Brad Bird, who was the director of The Incredibles. Yes, that's right for you. Who didn't know that? Edna was voiced by a man. Her <laughs> before card description is Edna is a half Japanese, half German, short fashion designer and outdoor. She is known for calling everyone darling. <laughs> I hope I've done that right in Edna's tone. I don't know if I've done that right or not. But she's called... She is a nice lady. Who frequently gives tough love, but mainly for the good of others. She dislikes supermodels because she thinks they're not super enough and greatly enjoys designing super suits. She is a bit arrogant. For example, she replies, I know when being told she's the best, but not selfish. Her appearance is she's short, slender, fair skin, black hair, brown eyes. Edda's personality is Funky, wise, passionate, quirky, creative, supportive, somewhat demanding, sweet, especially towards Jack Jack, which we'll get onto a little bit later on. Nice, helpful, sassy, artistic, eccentric, clever, observant, short tempered, intelligent, innovative, practical, snooty, no nonsense, and caring. A lot of personality traits there. We'll try and cover all of those. Let's get ready to start talking about what about Edna. Okay, we're ready to start talking about what I love about Edna. And I think 
even though we don't really get to see her much of it in the first film, I think she has to be one of my favourite characters from The Incredibles. Mainly because of that her big opening scene, and we have talked about it in the previous episode, you can go back and do it, it's episode number six. Yes, it's episode number six of the World of Books podcast. Episode number six, we talk about her obsession with having no keeps. <laughs> I love that. And I can't, and I also mentioned my episode, I can't stop saying that, those two words, without having to go Edna. Like, um, she is quite comical, she is quite funny, but she can be sweet and loving from time to time, especially Jack Jack, who, interestingly, out of all the members of the past family, when it came to her creating the suit, um, Jack Jack's is the simplest and most complex of all the suits and design. Um, his first one being when he did not have powers in the first film. And then the second one for managing all of Jack Jack's bizarre range of powers, which, which we see him about in the second film. Now, obviously, unfortunately, Edna, she doesn't really get much to do in the first film, so we're going to try our best to find what we can talk about Edna through this for that little appearance. Um, and we first see Edna attending Mr. Incredible and Elastigirl's wedding. And... It shows us that it helps us, and helps establish when we get to the, Mr. Crumble needs to get a new suit. We can already see that there's that relationship or a, a connection already developed by Edna knowing them from obviously back in the days when superheroes were allowed to be, you know, out in the open and being part of society. And Edna, she ends up sitting on the front bench. Bench of the wet in the shop of the wedding between a couple of other superheroes. It's quite a bit funny. Um, let's focus more on that scene with Edna. This is where she's we meet her when she's Miss Crowley's suit. This is where she shines the most. And it's in this scene we learn about what Edna Edna's role has been. She is a fashion designer. She's very passionate about her work. Work. She doesn't like to look back. As she says in one particular line, and she refers to the glory days, saying that she's designed for gods. And to me, that feels like Edna feels like she's infinitely superior to all other designers in the world, and shows much disregard towards runaway boutiques and modern fashion models. You know, she doesn't really like them. She claims that. She had gone to Milan to design clothing for super models and called them spoiled, stupid little stick figures with poopy lips who think only about themselves. Well, given how they're portrayed on TV and film, that's pretty accurate. But whenever I've seen, you know, models in TV shows, they have pretty much hair like that. So I can stop. I can sort of side with you there, Edna. I can sort of side with you there. Um, I've never actually been to a fashion show, so I wouldn't have to tell her if all real-life models are like that. But anyway. So it kind of shows that Edna feels like she's superior to other models, models, design, fashion designers, where she feels more superior because fashion, most fashion designers will just design fashion outfits for 
models to go on runways and you know, for the design of boutique stores where Edna, she designs costumes for superheroes. You know, it's kind of, and that makes her feel more superior because, well, yeah, you, you may have these models, like you may have, I don't know, I can't think of any models now, you may have this and so-and-so and Lindsay, Lindsay Lohan, but I've got Elastigirl and Mr. Incredible and Frozo. Who, are, who saved the world, they got these amazing powers. And that makes her feel like she is going to be better than any other. Who's that? Look. But Edna, she can, you know, she can be the best, a little bit picky when it comes to certain things on a superhero. On costumes, like for example, with circuit accessories, you may see on, you know, fancy costumes for catwalks or that. And it's a bit picky, particularly with the no capes. Because we got, because we can see straight away that she and Miss Crow, they're a bit of like quiet rapport, and he's like, oh, I'd love to have these fancy boots and all the slicks out there and all the capes. And she's just like, no capes, no capes. And Mills like, well, she just basically shots him, and he's like, wasn't well, that my vision? But it's like. And of course, we get the brief bit where Edna's like, well, do you know so-and-so? And reveals all these different funny ties where superheroes have had mishaps with their capes, even though they are quite dark because they all end up being killed, but it's a little bit funny, funny. And of course, eventually, later on in the film, actually, before we got to the end of it, Edna gets proved right. She goes, she, she should have been there at the finale. She should have been in the, in the climax of the film. So that when Syndrome gets blown up, she could have gone, Edna, <laughs> and be her, go, just go full on Edna, and be like, well, Edna, that was going to happen. Darling, I told you not that you should not have capes in your suits, and I just got proven right, because look at that guy, he just got blown up by getting caught in a jet turbine. See, I know, I know what I'm doing, darling, I know. Just trust me, darling. I know. I was right. Yeah? Yeah, darling. Yeah, she should have been there. Should have been there for Nani to go, told you so. But she would have just been like, I know. Because, <laughs> like I say, Edna doesn't really get that much to do in the, in the first one. We basically see her when the Incredible Family needs to get new suits. Suits. And... Obviously, the scene with Mr. Crumble is really, is really hilarious because Edna's obviously rolling back all these funny mishaps. But it's also a great little bit of foreshadowing to obviously what happens to Syndrome. Um, and obviously, later on, we get to see Edna with Elastigirl. Because then, obviously, the rest of the family then has to be brought aboard. And Edna reveals, well, actually... To Elastigirl, I've not just designed new suits for you and your husband. I've also designed it for all the family. And we've got, we've got this brilliant scene where she's rolling off the tip of her tongue about how, you know, each of the suits have been designed specially, darling, to play on each per super superhero's powers. So, like, for example, Elastigirl, she's made to have all the stretching units. Violet is able to cope with its powers, which is force field and invisibility. Dashes copes with um, his super speed. 
And Jack-Jack is the quite the interesting one, because obviously at this point in the film, Jack-Jack, we don't really get to see any of his powers, because he's a baby. Um, but yeah, Edna still has designed one for him, because, you know, one day Jack-Jack will... She's already thinking about it, one day Jack-Jack will grow up and just bowl with the rest of the family. And so each suit is equipped with a homing device, which is all out of which helps them to track them down wherever they go. So it's, and it's just, I love how Edna's, it just shows Edna's quick thinking and how to cope with, you know, thinking ahead about any situation. Because you've got to think as a, design, as a designer straight away, you know, with these suits. You've got to think, they've, they've, got, they've got to be practical. They've got to be designed particularly for that superhero. So for Edna to design all these suits in advance, ready for the family, knowing that one day they may he brought back to Matcham. Just shows, wow, she is quick, she is clever. She is so quick thinking. She's able to think on her feet without knowing anything about the fact about the kids' superpowers, because obviously at this before to get to this point, she would have only been known about Elastigar and Mr. Grubble having a hello wedding. But she's already full ahead, they're gonna have kids, so they're gonna need suits one day. And she's already and she would design them for ready to go in the action, even though Elastigar's a bit nah, I'm not sure if kids should get involved. They do obviously end up getting involved. And brilliantly, Ella's already thought about in advance because she's already thinking, well, these kids, they're not going to do what you said. They're not going to start on a fight line. They're going to go out go on the action. I just want to thought about how to find these for them. Ella, of course, can be sort of management high, particularly when it comes to, you know, dealing with the clients who can be quite a bit fussy like with Mr. Crumble saying I think on his I want that and she straight away no darling we're not having that you get it's gonna be how I decide it darling how I decide trust me darling I know I know darling I know what I'm doing darling trust me trust me darling trust me trust me leave it to me leave it to Archie Edna trust me darling I know so uh but she can be quite sweet from time to time, especially towards Jack-Jack, the youngest of the family. And... There, oh, there is actually one brief bit in the film where Edna, which I really think is something, where she whacked Elastigirl on her head with a newspaper. Because Elastigirl's a bit, bit frantic about everything that's going on. Or, on. And Edna just brilliantly, it's one of those comic moments where you just, where you can tell the main character's freaking out. And you just need one of those moments where you, someone just needs to just whack them over the head. And Edna does it. It's like, pull yourself together, girl. This is go- this is big time, big time now. It's not the playground. Got serious, it's life or death situation here. And brilliant, I just love it so funny. And that's lucky that it's on the first one. So in the second film, um, Edna is where we see more of with and because but she basically she basically becomes like a babysitter because um, it's a more action packed film the second of the sequel and we do get to see I think we get to see a little bit more of Edna but she basically just gets made the babysitter to Jack Jack who Mr Incredible clearly does not want to be involved on this what they're doing particularly when. Obviously, with Jack Jack, he's still learnt about all these new different powers, which we've seen as sequel. And Edna has this moment in the, in the sequel because in the first one, we hear that Edna's going to Edna. She doesn't really like to look back on the past. She's always thinking about moving forward and thinking what the next best thing is. 
So quite early in the sequel, she is fuming when she sees that Elastigirl is wearing a costume made by a different designer. She feels designer. And she's fuming about it. It's like, oh my god. It's like it's like treachery. Because Edna has clearly had a thought has known the family for a very long time. And look, Elastigirl is getting swept into obviously the people that want Elastigirl to be Elastigirl. And she's already doing what they want by wearing designs. And if I said that, I'd be absolutely fuming. I'd be like, I would probably want more to speak to them. I'd probably give them a silent treatment. But she becomes a helpful for the, for the family in the second film, mainly to help babysit Jack Jack. And what? And she just feels quite sweet to watch that, like, particularly in this one little bit where Jack Jack are uh, mimicking her form, appearing, which appeases. To obviously Edna's curiosity and both piety because she loves herself and she feels she is superior to a lot of people. People and Edna reveals that she's too bad when he goes to pick up the next day. She's actually already made a new super room because clearly she's obviously had time to spend with that time and knows that he's learned all these new powers. And so she's clearly already thinking. So it's back to early where she's already clearly thinking on her feet, right? Well, Jack, that's clearly if one day to go bold with the rest of the family, he's developing all his new powers. But Bob's still a bit unconcerned. He's still a bit unconcerned about this. About this. And Edna is proven right when Jack Jack transforms into all these different, different powers. And she basically, basically helps out the fam- family here by giving Mr. Incredible um, a tracker which ha- makes Jack Jack's suit help with, with, with all the powers. And it's just showing how helpful she is. Like she's not just a fashion designer, no, she's also training other amazing skills. Skills. And we see how she thinks she should be helpful and also seeing how clever she is is with all the tricks and traits she's learned over the years because she's been in the business for quite a long time. Um, again, like with the main film, Edna's not featured that much in the sequel. Like I've been saying, she's mainly there as a babysitter to Jack-Jack. Um, and she basically demands that she still stays there to basically design it to the family and become that excuse like even to Frozo. So and but she pres she prays that I mean I said excuse to die for you no new birth and until the end of time, darling and claims to watch Jack Jack any time. And for free There you go, free bonus service This and Edna, obviously, now that obviously with superheroes become legal again at the end of the film, she's going to be back in, she's going to struggle for her time to do that because she's then basically back in business again because obviously with superheroes being, you know, able to be around again and do their, what they, their thing, she'll need to design a new costume because a lot of those superheroes, they're not going to be, you know, great and in shape again. They're probably going to be quite a bit rusty from time to time. I mean, not doing quite so well. 
Now, we're going to talk to the comedy. Edna, she has those colorful moments, mainly in the first one. And I think it's owed to the fact that the voice actor is the director. It's such a new... It's such a unique and odd choice for a voice actor. And it's not common. I mean, anybody can voice any cat, any character. That's the beauty of voice acting. You could have anybody voice any type of character. Because uh, the only thing remembered to the actor is the voice. That's the only thing that the actor that you can pick up from the actor is the voice. Everything else is that character and what that character's personality traits are, types of emotions are, feeling, what it does, what is in the film. And so that's why you don't really notice it too much because the director Brad Bird, he's able to make Edna sound convincingly like a, like a half German, half Japanese woman. And it's helpful to give those really cold words of notice and this whole Darling, yeah. darling, trust me, darling, I know, I know I'm doing, darling, just trust me, darling, look at me, look at me, darling, uh, trust me, trust me, trust Archie Edna, I know what I'm doing, I know, I know what I'm doing here, darling, darling, trust me, trust me, darling. I and it's obviously, what I love about Edna is that she's not too much in your face because of that sort of comedy. It could, if you see loads and loads and loads, it could be a bit too much in your face, a bit overbearing, but it's not. It's just that right amount of right amount. But I just wish it was featured more. And I really wish it was in the finale of the first film! Because she needed to be there. Obviously, she's not there and they have an Because they've already got the baby, a baby, an actual babysitter there. And so it's to help set up Syndrome, capturing Jack-Jack, which then sets off Jack-Jack's powers. But it would have been so much better if he had Edna there. So that when Syndrome obviously meets his fiery de- death, Edna can go, Anno. And she'll go, Anno, darling, that was going to happen. I knew that was coming, darling. Darling, see, I told you not to wear capes, darling. See, this is what happens when you wear capes, darling. You die, darling. See, I know. I know. Edna knows everything, darling. I really wish she was there because she could have gone, told you so, I told you so, darlings. We need to see more Edna! I just love her. She is such a brilliant character, so funny. And I love how she has got so many different personality traits and we get to see them throughout time to time. She's, I love her quirkiness. She's so quirky and passionate. And you need to be, if you're going to be in a creative job, because she's a fashionist, she needs to have creativity, she needs to be passionate about what she's doing, otherwise that will reflect in her work, and instead they probably will have not nice looking suits than what they actually end up getting with. But, and her artistic flavour is so unique, because she's able to make the outfit look good, but also practical for any situation, because you've got a meeting with your other suit, it needs to look practical, she, you don't know what the suit has going to be facing in any given situation. But I just wish that Ed was there for that big climax where she could have gone, Darling, I told you this would happen. And wasn't I right, darling? Wasn't I right, darling? I told you, darling. Hello. Hello. She's so funny. She's hilarious and really clavical. And I think that's we're going to leave it there. We're going to leave it there. Thank you for us always for listening. I hope my editing pressures weren't too overbearing for you, but, but I hope that's not put you off from listening to more episodes. We've got so much more to come. 
Until next time, this has been what I love about Edna Mode.